Welcome everyone to Pipe Bomb Radio, featuring your hosts, Ricky Litwinkowicz, Melissa Mitro, Alex Aldape, Chris Rex, and Darnell the Playmaker Salinas. What a time to be a What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Pipe Bomb Radio, live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and the I-95 Sports Network. Woo! And the bad boys are back in the saddle again, because I got my co-host back, Mr. Alex Aldape. What's going on, man? I feel like it's been so long. Jesus, I mean, you know, I moved, you know COVID happened, and then I moved, and... I just had to get my studio set back up, and I feel like I haven't, I haven't, we haven't talked to these people in ages together. Well, the last time we were on air was on Pipe Bomb Radio, which airs right. on Spreaker. It airs on iHeartRadio, Spotify, MileHighRadio.com, Blackjack TV, and the i95 Sports Network. Because, uh, not for anything, Pipe Bomb Radio has taken over the airwaves overnights, and I'm it very, has. very pleased about that. You guys have been doing some really good things while I've been away. Well, we try our best. You know that. Mm-hmm. I have to actually fix the chat box because it is massive on the screen. It's uh, as you guys on the East Coast would say, huge. Yes, huge. <laughs> so for a different change uh, of pace, by the way, we uh, normally would be doing our tribal's football. Normally. But it's not football season. It's baseball season. Baseball season's coming back, which is great. Woo! I'm happy for that. And we're going to go over a few things for the upcoming season. We have Mr. Mike Benanti in the chat. Uh, Miss Melissa Mitro is in the chat. What's up, Mitro? Going to be sharing this out a little bit more uh, in the in the coming minutes. But, Alex, what's your... Uh, well? We, we've renamed the the, uh, the issue. Um, What's that? I usually call it the Carino. The Carino. <laughs> but now we've changed it now to the Worldwide Bastard. The Worldwide Bastard. Oh, the WWB. Oh mm-hmm. man, uh, it, it's uh, it's been uh, it's been kind of a motherfucker, man. Like it, it it's uh, obviously there's a we have to keep moving forward and. And I feel, I mean, even though at the same time, like social distancing, please practice social distancing. But at the same time, like America or just humans as a as a whole, like we are losing our shit because we're we're generally a uh, we're we're you know we're a uh, a community type of a type of species, and we thrive on that. And without it. Man, I mean, you've seen some people. I mean, you got protests going on about I need a haircut, and uh, then there's you know there's the BLM movement going on. I mean, there's so many things happening right now. Uh, but I think the least of the amount is, uh, yeah, you know, if you need a haircut, uh, get some fucking scissors and uh, or a buzzer. Yeah, you know what the the bat the worst thing uh, the, the like the length of a bad haircut's about two days, and then it starts to look normal again. 
So, uh, I mean, just deal with it. I know it sucks. It really sucks here. Uh, they just started, uh, they did a mandatory mask thing up here in Missouri in KC Mo. Um, but, uh, you know what? We're getting through it and, uh, baseball is starting back up, Ricky. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited. You know, I can't tell you how many times I drive by the K and independence and I just, I want to be there. I just, I feel like, I feel like we as Americans, we have to have baseball come back. And, uh, and, and I think, you know, it's just one of those things that just like we're going through this trying, difficult time. We need some type of normalcy and our greatest pastime is definitely something that we could is something that is required to get us into feeling normal again. Well, at the same time, though, we and, and we spoke about this a little bit on Saturday. I know we're talking baseball, but I have to give. Tremendous props and shout-outs to the people at NASCAR, to the people at the PGA. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, even if you really want to kind of, like, you, you really want to even add on, because it's kind of hard to even say that, but if you really want to add it on, you could actually put the PBA in, because the PBA also they, you know is, what, is a huge right. fan thing as well. They have been literally the, I guess, the igniters of getting sports really back on TV. Well, and not even just them, too. It's also the PCHA, I guess. I don't even know if they have a, that's their real league name. But uh, the Cornhole Tournaments, man. I mean, it's they, they've been doing like, uh, you, I remember when, like, when the WWB first started hitting and they like did like ESPN the Ocho and I applaud all of those people like marble racing, man. That was amazing. For like the first four times that I saw it, but then afterwards I was like, okay, this is. But at the same time, you got cherry. I mean, there I did not did not know that there were champion cherry pit spitters, or rock throwers, or uh, rock skippers. Did not know, no idea. You want to know something know even funnier? What's the that? world got introduced more now to cornhole. Yeah, than that's ever what I was saying. The, the the PCHA. <laughs> <laughs> the Professional Cornhole Association. It's, it, it is legitimately nuts to know that uh, we can sit there and say, hey, um, you know, I, I've been sitting there watching the uh, National Cornhole Championships from 2017, 2019. Um, I'm, I'm actually pretty uh, impressed with it, believe it or not. I, I am too, man. I, I really am too. Uh, it's been, it's it, you know, it was... They dealt dealt with what they had, and uh, they made. I think they made the best of it. Also, I think during this whole ordeal, we got to see. You know, they were playing. You know, uh, what was uh, the, the Last Dance came out. Other like you know, ESPN was playing several old games, like just classic football games from yesteryear, and uh, I think it was it was it was cool for us to go back down that like t you know the time travel back to those times and what emotions we had then. But in the meantime, though, now we have the, uh, the baseball conversation coming. Woo! And Baseball's back, baby. We, ha we have actually a pretty stacked show. We will be on until 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, if you are catching this later on Spreaker or 
iHeartRadio or Spotify, do not hesitate to comment. Um, please follow the NYC Pipe Bomb Radio page on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash NYC Pipe Bomb Radio. And right off the bat, let's just kind of get into the way that this season is going to start. Now that they have uh, finally conquered their anger issues and are going to fight the worldwide bastard to get the sport playing again. Uh, Teams are going to open the season with an active 30-man roster, reduced down to 28 players after two weeks, then down to 26 after four. Yeah, and so, but I think, that, but they also they like that because so, some like some of the minor leagues they have like a sixty person pool, don't they? That they can choose those players from. They will start. Or, they're they're going to start with a sixty man roster to start. Okay, with, to start spring training. Quote. Well, it's not spring training. It's now called well, summer yeah. training. Yeah. And you knew what I meant, asshole. But what they're doing though is is that they're keeping the excess players. So once they get down to twenty six. Mm-hmm. Those 34 players will still be local to the team. Okay. And if coming up to one of the next parts of the uh, the listing here, it says here uh, there will be a separate, separate injury list for players who either test positive or have symptoms slash confirmed exposure to the worldwide bastard. Um no maximum or minimum days for this injury list. Yeah. So basically, they could take that player that's you know got the issue, mm-hmm. um, put them on a, a separate injury list, and then call up from that thirty-four man pool. Okay. Which would technically be like their minor league system. Yeah, like calling a kid up from the happen. clubs. Yeah. Um, my opinion on this really, um, with having now this. First off, the regular Major League roster is an extra player. Now, because of the fact that they are running the DH in both leagues. That's awesome. No, I think I've always thought that the two leagues not having the DH or having the DH. Either or. I could go either way with this. But I feel like the fact that, like, you know, when you would go, like, you know, we get to the playoffs and whatnot and the World Series, well, then you've got to change the rules depending on where, where the game's played. I think that's stupid. Like, just keep it the same rules, and let's move on. Let's figure out which way we want to do. So now they're going to do with, like, the, the DH. And I think that is an amazing – that's, the, like, one of the most positive things for for Major League Baseball to come out of the Worldwide Bastard. Well, at the other part, because I'm, I'm reading more now into it, we have seven viewers on. Thank you for – uh, being entertained by us on a Monday afternoon because usually we're well on later at night. Uh, another part here says, uh, quote, teams will be permitted to carry up to three taxi squad players on the road during the season. If, though, a team carries three such players, one must be a catcher. Okay. Okay. Well, in a way, I can kind of understand the catcher part. Yeah. Um, the catcher is going to be one of the most frequented players around the umpires. Yeah, within um, close per- proximity of other people, within six feet. Yes, the, the hitters from the other team. So I can kind of understand the extra catcher part. Um, some of the parts that I really do say um, is going to be difficult for baseball this year, and this is not in the listing, by the way. This is something that kind of is really on base topic. 
is announcing announcing crews will only be restricted to their home fields. Which okay, I kind of so, find weird. So you can't have sports announced like 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 so if the Yankees are playing like just say the Yankees you're the Yankees the Yankees are playing the Blue Jays so the Yankees announcer can't go call the game in Toronto no okay okay but I, I again it's the age of technology and well yeah and it makes sense I mean it, it does make sense however this is kind of where I find. There are some really fine lines with the whole setup. Yeah. Okay? Now, I'll be honest with you. I watch multiple sports. First off, I know there's a three-second delay. Mm-hmm. So now you have guys announcing it from home, or whether it be in like the home ballpark or the way everybody's been doing it now from a home studio. Yeah. Um, to me... The video feed itself is going to be from the home ballpark. It's not like saying uh, Yankee Yankees Network or the Yes Network gets the ability to go onto the road to go to Boston or Toronto or even, let's say, Baltimore, right? We yeah. have to have the Baltimore feed of video and possibly not the Yankees announcers on Yes but now we'll have the Baltimore announcers instead. Okay, yeah. Which I kind of find of maybe on some points we'll see will be a little bit more favoritism. Well, I think I, I think you're going to have to deal with that though. I mean, in, in, in dealing with the current situation that we're in, and I was feeling the exact, I was thinking the exact same thing as you were. I'm like, so that's why I said like, so the Yankees go to Toronto. The Toronto guys got to call the game, and no, I mean that's the only broadcast, or or that's the only person allowed there. Because I mean that's it seems very biased towards the home team. Uh, and but that's so again, it's going to be where I see the issue, though. Like I can understand, all right. A lot of the announcers in MLB are not young spry chickens like us. Okay, yeah, they're sixty plus year old guys, former baseball players. Minor league announcers, etc. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, they're, and know, they're at risk people, you know. And, and the and the bastard in itself could heavily affect them from doing all of the traveling. Mm -hmm. Although it's more of a locality now for for certain divisions, but it's really going to kind of stink if we have to sit there and listen to. Again, I'm not I'm not prying on one team specifically, but. We have to listen to the Boston Red Sox announcers announce Yankee games or a the Pirates announcer having to announce a Kansas City Royals game. Like, well, yeah, me, or like even even worse, the, the Cardinals announcer announcing a Kansas City Royals game, you know, because, you know, they, they changed up the divisions and whatnot. So, I mean, and I, I don't know, man, I've been missing baseball so much. I've been we have a ton of Cardinals up here in Kansas City and I have been booing at a bird. Because I've missed baseball so much, I just sit that sit out, smoke a cigarette in my back deck, and just, oh! you're a hack, and just I heckle birds, Ricky. I, mean, I need baseball back so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, being the fact that you changed localities now that you're in uh, Missouri, 
I could kind of understand you screaming at Redbirds all the time. So. Yeah. Oh man! Well, I've always been a Royals fan, man. We still hate those Redbirds. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm, I, I, I am looking forward to be sitting down at some point throughout a day and be like, I could read the actual box scores in a newspaper again. Mm-hmm. That's where I kind of figure out the whole deal. That was one of the things that I actually do when I wake up. I would grab the newspaper. Okay, I'm going to read the box scores because now fantasy baseball has always been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have Sean Murphy of Ace Maestro Gaming in the chat, part of the Pipe Bomb Sean family. Murphy. Rexy is watching us from Twitch. What's up, Rex? How are you, man? Miss Mo- Miss Melissa Maestro says, hey, sugar, we missed you. Oh, I know you did. I know she's talking about me. She wasn't talking about you. No, because she sees me every day. Exactly. <laughs> and I, Honestly, Rick, I think she likes me more. Probably. All right. Uh, some of these other things that we have in the shortened season due to the AKA bastard. Mm-hmm. Um, trade deadline will be August 31st. Yes. To be eligible for the postseason, a player must be added to the major league roster by September 15th. Normally, that's September 1st. Yeah. Uh, during extra inning games in the regular season. Each half inning will begin with a runner on second base. The batter who made the final out in the previous inning or a pinch runner for that batter would be that runner. Let's get into that topic, by the way. As the K&K Sports Show is asking the same question as the topic has become up. And a shout out to the K&K well, Sports Show. just in time, show. guys. Just in time. I have a feeling I know who that is, but... I'll have him announce it himself, and then he can do a little bit of promo. Is his name Kyle or Kyle? Uh, that would be... K-N-K. I, I believe it would be Kurt Valenti of k Oh, Kurt. Well, I mean, you know, that's another K name. So what is your opinion about this runner on second base deal? Man, I kind of like it. Because, I, I, I mean, we've all watched these games where they go... And, you know, we, we, we were talking about this yesterday just over the phone, you know, about the, the baseball uh, curfew, and... It's just like, man, sometimes they can just, I mean, because you know a baseball game can just drag on. I think it's going to speed up the game and make it flow a lot better. Um, because, I mean, uh, you know, we've seen, what, 17? I mean, I the when the Royals won the World Series in 2015, as I have my Royals uh, championship hat on, uh no, it was the the final game. I didn't even get to enjoy the thing because they went. They, uh, I think it went to thirteen innings. And it was like one o'clock in the morning. I had to go to work the next day. But they also but had the, that game. They also had the rain delay as well. So let's. They just did have the rain delay. Fact. Yeah, they, they did have the rain delay. You're right. You're right. Correct. Um, but I just they, like the extra innings. Man, it's just so. I think I think we need something to streamline it and give that so you, so when you go into extra innings you give each team has the exact same edge and bam instead of going 13 innings we'll go 10 11 or 17 innings or 20 innings I mean it, it, you know instead of having it I think we could with that we could get rid of the baseball curfew my interesting point is this Okay, and it goes up to a part of another article that I pulled off of MLB.com. 
they're saying with this lovely 60-game shortened season, and I have, I, I'm saying that this is going to be a lot different. I made a comment on K&K on Saturday. Uh, I've actually called WFAN, who were the ones that inspired the baseball show, Horsehide to Cowhide. The sacrifice bunt is going to disappear. I think so, too. And my outlook on the sacrifice bunt disappearing is now every game is not a marathon. It is a sprint. 60-game season, every game is going to be a must-win game. And I... That's one thing I like about it, man. I've always thought that the baseball season is too long. I mean, what, they're off three months out of the year, basically? And not even technically, they're not off because in spring, uh, then training starts. I mean, they're tra- uh, conditioning, but I mean, they start what in February? Well, no, April. Well, spring, for spring tra- training. Spring training is actually in February. The games February, start yeah. uh, in March. And then you have your mm-hmm. regular season at the end of March and April. Exactly. So, I mean, I think these guys, I mean, number one, I think uh, they're pushing these guys too much. And I think this would be a better, I, I think it would make baseball way more exciting. Because, you know, there's always the argument, well, yeah, watching baseball on TV is is boring, but going to watch a game is way better. I think this is going to make there, – there's going to be more heart. So I think we're going to get back to, in my opinion, I think we could get back to like Sandlot baseball where like you got to beat – I mean, you if you – it's win or die. It's not an average anymore. It's, it's kind of going to get towards like uh, NFL football where you have to have the record to make it up to the show. And so I'm I'm kind of excited about it. I I think they should just keep with a 60 game schedule moving forward. Well, to me, the whole and I have numbers for the sacrifice bunt, and then it'll kind of bleed into the extra inning thing as well. 2019, there were only 776 sacrifice bunts, or 16 per team game. Lowest in history, new lows have been set regularly each year for many years. And they also say here, most of them come from pitchers, 56% to be exact in 2019. Guess who won't be hitting in 2019? The pitchers. Who's that? The pitchers, yeah. Not in National League games, not in games where AL clubs are visiting NL parks, not anywhere ever. Well... And what does a pitcher need to hit for? I mean, I get it. Like, back in the day, that was a thing where everybody hits. Everybody was kind of equal. But um, what does the pitch? What the, that guy's got to worry about one thing. But the there, are, there are some pitchers, and I'm going to kind of put this toward the New York Mets, actually, because their <clears throat> pitching staff was one of the better hitting staffs in Major League Baseball. I'm saying this purely that, off of that's numbers. True. That's true. You know, they were. They were good. DeGrom can hit. Yeah. Syndergaard can hit, even though he's not pitching this year due to the Tommy John. Uh, yeah. They had Wheeler, who's now with Philly. Steven Matz can hit. I can see these guys possibly getting into games as pinch hitters, if need be, if you use your 26-man bench down to nothing. But also at the same rate, the sacrifice bunt in extra innings. You do give up the out 
but then you get to move that runner over from second to third and have two chances of getting him in. That's true. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe maybe we won't see the end of the sacrifice bunt. I I don't know, man. But uh, if you I, now if you now have a lineup of one to nine pure hitters, yeah, you're not going to be bunting that guy over unless no. you have a guy like D Gordon from the Marlins. Yeah, uh, but I don't even know if he's on the Marlins anymore. I have to double check the roster. But if you have a speed guy there, and you can get down a bunt. Then you have the chances of making it a bigger inning by having two runners on, which is a great outlook at it. To me, the only way I'm saying that the disadvantage is, is that depending on what pitcher is in the game, because I heard the other rule, which is not listed on MLB's website, is that a relief pitcher must pitch to three hitters in an inning. I don't know if the, the rule was stated or not, but now let's say you have a three-run rally in the top of the 10th. Mm-hmm. You're already so behind you the eight ball. You, know? you, can't, you can't mix and match pitchers as you go along. So to me, giving that advantage to try to get the game done quicker is great. But how many innings now are you going to say where you're going to have a guy on second base every time? That's a very good point. Uh, well, I don't know, man. Like, but if you have a three run and like, but so that's actually four runs because you already have the DH or the designated runner on second. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, but if we're in extra innings, the other team still has to make up those runs to tie to go into another. So, I, I mean, and they also got the same advantage as the lead, as the top of the inning anyway. Exactly. So exactly. you could potentially have more scoring in extra innings. Yeah. Which is going to probably even make the game longer to begin with, if you think about it. Yeah, but I think it'd make it more exciting. I don't know. We haven't seen a game yet, and that's that's where I'm trying to, like... Uh, and I think that we got we just got a comment that from uh, K&K, and I'm sorry, Kenny. Kurt. I just called you Kyle. No, no, it's Kenny right now. Oh, Kenny's, oh, Kenny's there, too. Oh, sorry, okay. sorry, Kyle. I mean, we have Kenny. too many K's. I'm just joking. Too there's many K's. So many, as long as there's not three of them, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I think uh, certain NF, uh, National League teams might still use the bunt, but a team like the Yankees, I don't think uh, know how to bunt." I agree with that. I mean, there's some teams that that can pull it off, but the Yankees have always been, to me, they've always been just a I mean, they're heavy hitters. Granted, they pay for a lot. I mean, they, they definitely buy some decent players. But I think this could be the equal. Speaking of the Yankees, I think this, like the time of the, we're going to buy the best people in the field so we can win a championship. I think that's gone. I, I mean, with, with this DH thing, I, I, I really do. I think it's just going to be. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but Ricky, I think I know it's you. more of a level playing field now. It, yeah, there we go. It's more of a level playing field where your juggernaut teams like the Yankees will automatically have it. I mean, they're they're all like even now. By the way, we'll see. I'm not saying the Royals are going to win the World Series, but uh, watching or not watching us on YouTube is baseball en- historian Enzo Enzo. Who I mentioned that we were going to be on the air today. 
Well, I'm glad the K and K sports show is throwing some shade my way just as well. Ha ha, good, Alan. I mean, Alex. We are a happy family at the I ninety five Sports Network. I love it. I love it. I love it, man. That's awesome. That's hilarious. All right. So there also is some of the other stuff on here. A ten day injury list for both pitchers and hitters. Mm hmm. Though the 60-day sixty-day injured list, not DL anymore, will be reduced to a 45-injury list. Okay. Uh, let's see here. MLB's transaction freeze, which has been in place since the season was suspended, will end on Friday, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So the guys are going to start getting paid again. Which brings up to the point here. Players will be paid a full prorated portion of their 2020 salary based on games played, which will equal approximately 37% of the full season. See, and I don't agree with that, man. Like these guys had contracts and it's not like it's not their fault. I mean, I guess I can see it for both sides. It's, it's not the MLB's fault and it's not the player's fault that the, the WWB happened. I mean, it's, it's nobody's fault. So, but at the same time, why aren't you going to go on and and honor your agreements that you've made with these guys who have been conditioning this entire time to play the sport that you've hired them to play? Why are they Why are they going to prorate their salaries? I don't. I don't understand it. I just don't get it. Um, I think you should pay them what you promised to pay them. But here's here's my outlook to this now, right? You're playing 60 games, which is just under. Thanks, Kenny, for popping by. Thanks, Kenny. Good to talk to you, buddy. And I'll get a lot of flack for this later on, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> you're playing 60 games, which is a little under one third of the season. Mm-hmm. Okay. My mathematics are not that great. No, it's a, it's it's a little under a third because I mean they play like what like hundred. They play one hundred and sixty-two. Sixty-two games. Three, yeah, you know, like it's for me, I mean, it's around a third of the season. We're close in the ballpark, you know. The visit, the vicinity of Dandy Hood, as uh, George Collins yeah. would say. The vicinity of Dandy Hood. <laughs> so thirty-seven percent, maybe actually just be a little bit more than what they would be really playing for. I probably would say maybe just to be fair, forty to forty-five percent of their salary, because they're not exactly playing a half a season, but they're not exactly playing a third of a season. Well, but here's so the thing: got to be something I, in the middle. I would disagree. So why don't we just go right down the middle? Why don't we go to fifty percent of their salary? If you're going to prorate it, like don't give them thirty-seven percent, give them fifty percent, or you know at least half, because there's also the the health risks that they're doing right now. I mean, you know, whether we want baseball to start start or not, we do have to understand that there is a glo- that the WWB still exists, and these guys are putting themselves in danger to entertain us. So I think why not pay them at least half? I mean, and they're really not missing too much of the season. I mean, you know, it, it, granted, it's going to start in what August. Mm. No, no, end, of Ju- end of July. End, end of July. July. The twenty fourth. Yeah, the twenty third. Yeah, but still, I mean, these guys are also. I mean, with their training, I mean, they're going. In, they're, they're 
putting themselves in contact with other people. So, I mean, at least they deserve. Quit chewing on my goddamn computer, cord, you piece of shit. Sorry, I was talking to my dog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like no. I, I feel like a major league broadcaster already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But uh, I mean, I think I'm pr- pretty sure all major good uh, or major uh, league announcers that are doing things from home will have a dog that will come in to uh, play. But no, uh, I, I think they should. Do, I mean, they're, they're putting up the risk for sheer entertainment. I mean, it really that's that's what we need to break this down to. Like it is our entertainment. We I mean, granted, we all I love baseball. Baseball is probably one of my favorite sports of all time. So I don't think why I don't think that th- that we should that they should dox these or dock these guys just because the season's not played out to its full potential. I think they should get fifty percent. Well, that's my personal opinion. We did have some news come in just before showtime. Yes, and I'm waiting for it to pop up. Um, there were already two players listed. Um, to our knowledge, mm-hmm. that will not be participating in the 2020 season this year. One of them just so happens to be Washington Nationals first baseman, Ryan Zimmerman. Yes. And then there was the pitcher for, uh, oh, God, I, I was the one that sent you that article. Um, Mike Leak. Mike Leak. Which Mike Leak, not like, I mean, he's not a barn burner, but he's a solid He's a solid pitcher. I mean, he's not. I mean, he he shows up to work every day. I mean, he, he does a good job. He's not he's not a Randy Johnson, but he's still a really good pitcher. But he's it, it, the same way. He just like I'm not going to sacrifice my family for this. And this is from Jason Stark on Twitch. No, not Twitch on Twitter. Uh, as the opt outs begin to filter out, some opt out conditions that apply. A high-risk player who opts out can later change his mind if the team physician and MLB joint committee approve. So, I will say at this point, if Ryan, Zimmer decide, Ryan Zimmerman decides, hey, you know what, I'm getting uh, all of these uh, asteroids from sitting on my couch. Uh, I'm, I'm going to come back and, and, and play baseball for like the last month of the season. Yeah. More likely than anything, we we know once they're sitting out, they're not probably coming back. No, we may and, uh, have that option. We had the comment, you know, Ryan has a good reason. Prayers to his mother. So does his mother? Does she have the vid, or like, or is he just? Does she have pre-existing conditions that he doesn't want to be? I would say more of the fact is expose her to to it. I, I, I mean, would say I, that I would probably that. more of the reason that if he does if he goes to play, he doesn't want to expose, expose her to anything. His well, and I understand that 100, percent man. I when when this whole thing kicked off, I mean, I still I've only seen my mom once, and I felt like like a bastard just trying to like get uh, you know didn't hug her or anything like that. So uh, go Brewers. Who the hell is that? It's T. Brelly. <laughs> oh God. Who? T. Brelly. That's what it says there. Brelly. Um, any other... Wait, this, this gets better because Ryan Zimmerman just uh, screwed the pooch. Any other player who opts out cannot return for any of the 2020 season or postseason. Well, and I think that, you know what? That's just safety. 
The question that, being now is, is he still getting paid? So Enzo Enzo said that his uh, that Zimmerman's mom uh, has MS and completely understandable. I mean, she like he doesn't want to. She's got pre existing conditions and he doesn't want to expose her to possibly expose her to because she, she could tank with that. I mean, I get it. Way to go. I mean, but at the same time, if you're not going to go from the beginning, I don't think you should be able to just like add on later on. But I, 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 I agree with you. I don't think if, if anybody like opts out, I don't think they're going to be coming back later on. Bob, I don't think they, I don't think it should be allowed to because I, I don't think that would be fair. Bob Nightingale on Twitter says Minnesota Twins sideline two coaches because of the worldwide bastard concerns. And it's an article in USToday.com. And if you're just tuning in and don't know what the WWE is, WWB is worldwide bastard. We call that we the, call. Uh, the 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 vid now the, the vid uh, worldwide bastard. But there are a lot of people on Twitter on MLB.com coming out about a lot of the stuff with this, and uh, going back to some of the ways that the MLB season will be changing. Um, they say some starters may go an entire season undefeated. Oh, look, look, Ricky, we got a new co-host. Oh. Do you see that nose popping up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Uh, it's the new It's the new HTC mascot. <laughs> it's the new HTC mascot. Tipsy Tilly. She's had, she might have had a couple beers, and she's just trying hey, to say something to him. Get down, fucking mongrel. Anyways, go back to what you're saying. Um, some starters may go an entire season undefeated, and others winless. I don't know if anybody's going to go winless. Not in baseball. I mean, I, I, it, no team has gone completely winless, have they? No, no. I'm saying the pitchers. Oh, yeah. There'll be some pitchers that go that go winless. They're also saying here the strikeout rate will go down. Probably by a little. Well, what does that mean? Well, it says they set a strikeout record every year. It was 23% in 2019, up from 18% in 2009, and 16.4% in 1999. So they're saying now strikeouts are more prolific throughout the game uh, as the years go by. Well, I mean, pitchers are getting better, though. Well, if they also stop changing the ball, it would be nice. Changing the ball? That's the whole part of the sport. Well, I guess not. Well, I mean, didn't wait, didn't they start changing the ball because guys would do, like, spitballs and... Uh, I think sp- it's just that the, the material of the ball has changed, whether it's wound a little bit tighter, a little bit looser. Oh, okay, okay. But at the same time, they still need to change the ball because, I mean, I mean, you know, back in the day, they were doing some pretty dirty shit, you know, like tobacco juice. And I don't know how tobacco juice uh, or giving a ball a cigarette would change it, but it would change its flight pattern. And so that's why they use like the new ball every time. Right. Yeah. The number but, so eight, I guess, but I guess they're changing the go ahead. The number eight hitter in the National League is no longer going to get pitched around. This obviously now. We're not gonna walk him. What's up, Wade? Wade, uh, Wade Kite. Wade oh, from Vegas. Yes, from Vegas. What's up, Vegas? The uh, and the eighth hitter. Normally, we get pitched around or intentionally walked. 
Yeah. To get to the pitcher, guess what? No pitcher Not batting in the nine hole. So that's, see, that's the thing. That's that's crazy because you know, like the fourth batter was always the cleanup guy. I wonder what pitcher not or what batter nine is going to be now, since they can't pitch. They they can't try to walk the eighth the eighth hitter. So you could load whoever the I mean, you could load like Thomas the fucking tank and then just crush it with your ninth batter. So that's why they, I guess they can't. You know, that's why they're not going to walk the ninth or eighth one. Well, it's also now going along to the next one. No more, well, not as many pinch hitters in the game, because obviously now the the nine spot is not occupied by a pitcher. Well, yeah, so it gets another rid player of that. you will not be pinch hitting for. So it kind of does get rid of the DH in a little bit. Like there's no need for the DH. Well, no, you'd have no no room for the pinch hitter. Yeah, because now you're saying, well, my pitcher can't hit. I'm putting a better player there in like the sixth inning, seventh inning, yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. on and so forth. Which also probably means that you wouldn't be restructuring the lineup either. No, you would have your batting lineup, and that would be it. That'd be goal. I mean, that's why not use it for every game. I mean, I guess you could change it up a little bit because of strategy, but yeah. But you know what? Now, I don't know if the term "double switch" happens anymore either. Yeah. Because normally when you do a double switch in a game, the lineup positions change because mm-hmm. you're putting a pitcher in a player's spot and a player in a pitcher's spot. So now, I mean, you could change it. Technically, the double switch is taking two people out at the same time. But now the lineup doesn't change. That's true. It's very true. So huh. that that's a very interesting fact, and I don't think a lot of people are really kind of looking forward to that. I may be the first one ever to do that. Well, at least known. They're also saying here the National League could be the higher scoring league for the first time in 50 years. Uh, is that because of the no... If the no... Like, uh, the... The pitchers don't have to hit. Is that is that why? Because well, I mean, it's saying that's it, National League. The pitcher has to hit, right? Yeah. So that's why. But it's saying here almost entirely due to the fact that pitchers were taking up so many low value plate appearances in the NL, which has been enough to overcome the fact that the NL has Coors Field, which is almost always the highest scoring ballpark. Okay. Now you add the DH in at Coors Field, we'll have like 23-20 games. That's true. Coors Field? Yeah, Colorado. Yeah, Denver? Well, yeah. the Rockies aren't going to do shit. Um, they, they still do put up a lot of runs, but they also give up a lot of runs at the same time. They do. They, yeah, they, they, they definitely do. And I'm going to skip number seven because it really makes no point. Um, home field advantage may not be may or might may bleh, shave it. Uh, home field <clears throat> advantage may or may not be an advantage is is number seven. But we know the reason why because there's no fans. Well, yeah, because there's no fans. I mean that that is that is a big deal, and and I I am very curious to see how this plays out, man. Because I as an a former, I mean I wasn't a professional athlete, but I mean I played. In high school, played in high school and stuff, but like the fans do make a difference, man. They do. Like they, 
they pump you up. You, everybody gets psyched up. The music plays and whatnot, and it does make a difference. And so I th- I do think, I mean, this is going to be, honestly, I think this could get everybody on the most even playing field, which I hope they don't stick to because I hope someday that, you know, you and me can go to a ballpark together. But at the same time, I kind of like it that they're not going to be, I mean, what are you going to have the organist go beep, 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 to, to who? Who are they playing for? I think, the only, I think the only time they would the organist would be playing something is if you have a, a spot in the game where signs need to be done or whatever, mm-hmm. or you end up getting to the point where, God forbid that it happens this year, let's say you end up having a bench-clearing brawl or disagreement or whatever. Now you've got 52 players on the field and, and coaches and everything else. I really don't think the language would be, would be perfect for that point because there'll be just way too many times that you have to sit there and try to bleep out even three-second audio. Yeah. The organ player playing over all of that, I think that would actually be the best bet for that point. Mm-hmm. Maybe put up like some type of fight theme or something that like you're covering up all the language. That's probably where they think the organ players are going to freaking make money. Hi, Tilly. How are you? Thank you for, for make, being a part of this podcast, but I'm happy to have to ask you to respectfully go sit in the corner. Number Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> the mascot returns. <laughs> the mascot returns. Number eight. And I know Enzo is going to have a big opinion on this. It's a rarity. It has only happened 21 times in Major League history. A player skipping the minors entirely. That's not. I don't think. See that as a bad thing, though. I I read read an article about that too, and I mean, I don't know. I think there's some could be some guys that uh, you know that have gotten lost in the minors that never had the opportunity and now we might be able to see some different type of a, a different type of ball player. I don't know. I mean, what's your opinion on it? I think sometimes throwing a player into the fire too fast affects their yeah. longevity of their career. Now, I mean certain guys can do it, certain guys can't. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it's not a physical ability that they're going to have not being on the same playing field or the level playing field as other players. But if you somehow come straight, let's say, for example, and this is the example I'm going to use, uh, the pitcher that just opted out for this year, Mike Leake, went right from Arizona State to Cincinnati back in 2010. And he'd never pitched in the minors. The only thing that he did pitch in was the Arizona Fall League. And obviously, he's still in the majors right now because, well, you know, he opted out. So, at this point, I'm thinking the fact of a player at such a young age may come in with all of the fire in the world. Um, I question the second base issue. Uh, Enzo, I, I kind of covered it already. I'll, I'll go back to it in a little bit. But... I'm saying to me, psychologically, that a player coming in at such a young age, if he gets 
burned quick. Like the first the first five innings of baseball this guy pitches, starter or reliever, A, has probably never been in the biggest spotlight like that, regardless of now whether if it's fan or no fan, because now you're being nationally televised. So you're going to have that pressure to perform. You're going to have the pressure from your teammates as well for you to go out and do said job. I think that's going to be a real big issue as well. And again, five innings as just a roundabout number. If you give up, let's say, 10 runs in five innings, you give up 13 runs, you have an ERA above six, seven. Those are the types of things that are really going to kind of be stuck in your head. Not properly being trained or seasoned for this type of stage. That's the way I kind of see it. Like, you're just getting thrown into the fire too fast. It's whether you can handle the spotlight or not is, is going to be the psychological advantage. Well, I mean, I think it's a, it's an aspect of sink or swim, though, man. I mean, uh, I agree with you uh, 100% because, I mean, you know, the, the minor leagues are there for a reason. These young young guys can do, develop their – develop themselves a way easier than they can in like the, in the show. But I mean, I guess they're gonna have to develop a little bit faster just to see, uh, I mean, just with the circumstances, I don't think it's ideal, but I mean, we're not dealing in ideal times anyways. But I mean, the only, the only way I can kind of say that it's beneficial at some point because there's really not going to be any major league stuff going on. Yeah. So these taxi squads or the uh, the other thirty man groups that they, they're having these, I guess they're, I guess they're calling them like lotteries or whatever. Hmm. I could see how they do it that way. Yeah. You put a kid in there, and he's he's in there with other major leaguers. You may get some type of a growing process, but again, you're not on the stage. Mm-hmm. You're not on the big light. You're not under those big lights. Granted, this year, no fans for, let's say, God forbid, the month, month and a half. Well, and honestly, maybe that's a good thing for him. Maybe you take a kid out of the minor leagues where he's used to playing for like. Maybe a hundred some people, and then like I mean, it, it, it's a good transition for him to get into the majors without the stress of the the fans. Because I mean, the uh, baseball fans, baseball fans are brutal. We are, we are. I mean, like I said earlier, I was booing at a cardinal at the top of my lungs the other day. And, uh, but I mean, you know, you, you, get out of here, you fucking hack! Fuck your mother! Like that type of shit getting screamed at you all the time. And he doesn't have to deal with that that much. <laughs> so maybe without fans, uh, it could be, maybe we could see like some potential from some really good baseball players that we wouldn't have seen before. But then that, that, that also goes to, to ask, well, when the fans come back, will that guy just shit himself on stage? Or on the on the field. Again, 
I don't think there's proper seasoning for a guy coming straight out of high school, college. college. Yeah. Um, I even say from the Arizona Fall League that that happens. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I really just don't agree with it. I mean, me as an uh, – well, I can kind of say I'm a former athlete. I still do bowl and play golf and cornhole and shit. Um. You're the you're the best ESPN Ocho athlete ever. Yes, but um, I I I don't think even myself would want to come out of a lower situation into the higher situation so fast. I just don't see that as a uh, no. I don't. Uh, I, I I see where you're going, and and uh, yeah, I mean it's it it's a lot of stress, man. And then plus like you've got to perform or you could be done. If you're not, if you, if you don't do your job, you're they either kick you back or they'll kick you down to single a, and then you'll play for the KCT bones. And then that'll be your career. You never know. Moving on. Cause Moving we on. have a, a really, really good segment. Um, we started doing this on Horsehide to cowhide. Which the background of our show is part of the Horsehide to Cowhide label. The salute century anniversary from 1920 to 2020, the Negro Leagues. Take my, take my hat off to that, man. I, I have this big-ass headset on, so I have to kind of do it. Yeah, I know. I had to adjust mine, too. But um, the centennial of the Negro Leagues, man. And we've already had quite a few Negro Leagues topics on Horsehide to Cowhide. Uh, you can check that out on iTunes and Spotify and Spreaker.com. But I'm going to tell you, going back and doing a lot of the research on the classic baseball, I think there was one player, I believe his name was Josh Brown. He was a catcher mm-hmm. out of the out of Pittsburgh. Who annihilated the baseball, first off. The guy hit mom, mammoth home runs and was very, very good at calling the game. Like He's one of the players that will stick out in my mind. Satchel Paige. Satchel Paige. Uh, I, I, I mean, the list is... is yeah, I mean, Jackie Robinson, that. obviously. I mean, uh, Jesus Christ, who else can we go to? Uh Cool Bob Young or Cool Papa Young. That's it. Um, oh man, there's so many, so many good players that really revolutionized the game. I mean, it, it, it was a different aspect to what America was used to. And you take these guys that, you know, were just going completely ball to the wall. And. Just, I mean, I, mean, I don't know how to describe it, man. They changed the game forever. Once you know, they uh, once they incorporated black players into the into Major League Baseball, I think the game completely did a one eighty. There was another, there was another sense of athleticism to it. I think they brought a little bit more of. A, I'm not saying. First of all, I'm not going to say that baseball is not an emotional sport. It is. But they brought more emotion to it. I think they brought um, they brought a different nuance to the game. Mm-hmm. I agree. Than what guys were there, they they play with a, like, a lot more heart. They play with a lot more passion. 
I, like you said, balls to the wall baseball. They they laid it out on the line every play. Because in other people's mind, they weren't supposed to be there. So but they I, had to they had to prove to everybody like how like like this is what I can do, motherfucker. And I think they had to be uh, like 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 that. They had to be in the spotlight. They had to be in the spotlight because if they weren't, then what? What then? At that point in time, people didn't consider that they should be didn't think that they deserved to be on the field. So these guys, I thought they had they had to work harder to to make America fall in love with them, and they did it, and they did it well. I well, mean. Today being the anniversary of it, uh, you I can actually participate in tipping your hat to the Negro Leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a three-step process. You take a photo or short video of yourself tipping your hat to the Negro Leagues and include maybe a few words saying something about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could send a photo or video to photos at tippingyourcap.com. Post the video on social media using the hashtag... Hashtag tip your cap 2020. Yeah. And this is something that's actually out close by you. <coughs> the NLBM located on East 18th between Vine and Highland, just across mm-hmm. from the Gem Theater in Kansas City. It's Kansas City, Missouri, man. I drive by that every Friday. Um, It is open from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday through Saturday. And from noon five to uh, from noon to five on Sundays, occupancy is limited to 150 to 200 people at a time, in order to provide for the BBE. Yeah, well, do you, and you, I think you know, like you know we've talked about this before, dude. Like you need to, you, I can't wait for you to come visit because we need to go there. It's it's so cool, man. It's so, I mean, it's just a part of American history that I love. Uh, and I'm so glad that it's in my city. You it's know, also, it's also a privately funded nonprofit organization, mm-hmm. uh, renewing memberships uh, ranging from twenty five to a thousand dollars. Membership includes free admission for the year, ten percent discount on merch uh, from the NLBM Extra Innings Store, and then there's also gifts and additional uh, benefits via levels. But it is, yeah. it, believe it or not, um, now that I'm starting getting into the, the whole historian thing and digging into technically the roots of baseball, this has been a very eye-opening thing for me, knowing the fact that besides the Yankees, the Pirates, the Red Sox, the Cubs, that there were these other organizations out there that really did make a huge contribution to the game. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then that's one of the things I was gonna. I wanted to wear my Monarchs hat, but then I looked at it and I'm like, well, it's pretty dirty. So I, and I didn't have time to make it down to go get it because I mean that's where you find the best hats too. Like the best merch is at the museum. You can probably find some online, but you can. I mean the um, the selection they have at the museum is amazing. I just didn't have time to get down there today. All right, last segment for the show. Because um, we have uh, Motley Mondays coming up at 5.30 Eastern Standard Hell on Spreaker.com. Yeah. So you like 80s glam, you like 80s rock, 80s metal. Oh, Chris, Chris start my heart. Be there. 
So I have here, now I'm not stating as of this point, you should go and bet any of these numbers, okay? Players are not getting there until July 1st, which is Wednesday. Then you still have three weeks of summer training, in quotation mm -hmm. marks. And now you're going to have the announcements of guys opting out for the season. So take these numbers with a grain of salt. And when it comes up to like the day before the season, that's why I say you should spend a few dollars. Now, Alex, I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot. Like okay. I always do. Always. I'm going to give you the team and the over-under. And you give me your opinion whether it will be a under or over. Okay. All right. Starting out with the National League East. Obviously, National League East is playing the American League East. The Atlanta Braves under over 35 and a half. 33 and a half, sorry. The Braves, I'm going to go with the under. Okay. Now the Boston Red Sox, obviously. I'm going to go with the over. The East Division. Boston, Boston, go Boston. Red Sox, 31 and a half. Mm. I'm going to go with the under. The under on that one. I wanted to go with the over because it's the Red Sox, but 31 and a half. Hmm. Which means they're winning 32 games out of 60. Yeah. Okay, that's we, we we'll do like we do on arch rivals, and we'll. I think um, they'll win more than 32 games. Uh, so I'm going to go with the over on Boston. Okay. Now again, I'm saying this as you guys are probably listening to it later on. Don't bet these odds yet. Don't. By Ju by July 31st, I will have the official updated odds for this. And I'll probably be back doing like a little bit of a betting show. Because, you know, I did that pretty well on Arch Rivals. Mm-hmm. Here's where we're going to get a little... We're going to go with a few weird teams because we don't really talk about them because they're completely trash. If you say the Kansas City Royals, I'm gonna, I'm, we're going to fight. <laughs> no, no. I'm going with somebody completely worse than them. Oh, completely God. worse than them. There's the, not much. The Baltimore Orioles, Woo! under over 21. Man, I don't know because, I mean. Mind you that they are playing the East, mm -hmm. which would have the Nationals, the Braves, the Phillies, the Mets. I'm going to go with the under. Okay. Under on that one. I'm not saying this team is trash. Uh, they have not done very well in the last few years, but I, I leave it at that. The Chicago White Sox at 32 games. And I, I forgot they were still a team. <laughs> I, well, they, like, seriously, since Frank Thomas played for them, I thought that they just, like, went defunct. Um, I'm going to go with the under on the White Sox, definitely. Okay. Now we're going to stay – we'll stay in the central – Okay. I'm just going to say it as the divisions are because it's pretty much no point of saying NL or AL. Yeah. The Cincinnati Reds, 32 games. Um, the Reds had a run of it 
in 16, didn't they? Yes. Not every guy. Not, uh, I'll go with the over on Cincinnati. All right. I'll definitely go with the over on Cincinnati because I think that they've got that they've been wor- they've still been working on a good team. They had a really good team in 2016, uh, and I haven't paid much attention to them since. But I, from what I un- from what I can remember, they're still a fairly decent ball club. Uh, so they could surprise you. So I'm going to go with the over on Cincinnati. All right. Now we're going to kind of stay in the central. I can't believe I'm saying this team's name on the fucking air. The Detroit Tigers. Under. Under over <laughs> 22. I don't know, man, because we were talking about the Tigers the other day or uh, yesterday. And with the new rules that are out. The tiger, you know, it's kind of one of those things that you like. The underdogs, like you want to vote for the under. Um, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the over on this for uh, for uh, for the tigers. I think they can. They might be able to do this with this uh, th- these new rules. All or right. do something. Now, obviously, that they've listed now this team as a higher team in the central. The Milwaukee Brewers. Under over 31. They're pretty good. I mean, they got Mike Bustakis. Uh I'll go over. All right. We'll do some uh westerns and then we'll we'll go for the tops. The Texas Rangers. Obviously playing out west. Oh uh, yeah, that's a good one. The under over twenty nine. I think I don't think they're going to win twenty nine. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to go under. The Seattle Mariners, twenty five. They got they still got a team since Ken Griffey left. Um, I the, the sad thing is is that uh, Enzo does say not bad over on Milwaukee. So he has the over of 31 on Milwaukee. You know what? I I hate to say it. You know what? I'm going to go with the Mariners. I'm going to go with the over. I'm I'm, the most I really get to see for baseball wise. I guess like if I, if I delve into doing the research for the full MLB, if we end up doing uh, fantasy baseball, by the way, this year. Yeah. You really don't hear very much about the Western teams anyway. So, Not really. To me, I think I probably would have to do a little research on them. I would probably go the under on the Mariners. I probably would go the under. They're not one of the top echelon. No, they're really Western not. Teams. The Oakland Athletics. Over. 33 and a half, which we will round up to 34. Yeah, I'm gonna say the. I'm gonna go with the over on that one. All right. The A's, the A's definitely, they are something special. They can, they they definitely can. Uh, they've proven to be a pretty damn good team over the years. So I, I mean, I'd give them the over on that one. All right. So now this is where we're gonna go into championship rounds. Okay. Okay. Um, 
We have like 15, 20 minutes left, so we can actually delve into these a little bit. Okay. Let's start off with... God, I know a team I'm going to hate to say on the air. The New York Yankees. Fuck the Yankees! They uh, have them listed at 37 and a half wins, which will round up to 38. Man, that's the one thing about the Yankees, though, is they just... I'm sure they probably will be the over because they pay so well for their players. I mean, uh, the one thing I hate about the Yankees is they just buy, buy, buy. They don't work a system. They just buy what's going to work, which is not a bad system either. But, man. This is the one thing that I will say about this 38 wins uh, projected. Okay? All I need to hear the first two weeks of the regular season, a tweak of this or a tweak of that. Stanton, Judge, mm-hmm. Sanchez. Try to remember the pitcher's name. He just had back surgery. Well, that's a factor there. You know, not for anything. I mean, he had a sports hernia, but that's besides the point. All it is is it takes one tweak of something, and your lineup goes in the toilet. Mm-hmm. So, Yankees have been bitten by the injury bug the last few years. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go thirty-eight wins. I don't know, man. I don't, it's still the, it's I don't still, see it's it. Still, the New York Yankees. I mean, yeah, but you're telling a team that they're going to go thirty-eight and twenty-two. And believe it or not, 37 and, 37 and a half, or what we round up to 38, is the highest number on this list. So there is no saying uh, that there is any disparity in between. I don't think they're that good. And maybe I will. Maybe I, I don't know, man. Watch the, the, uh, you know, I'll take the under on the Yankees. I think they'll do under that. The L.A. Dodgers. Over. Again, at 38 wins. Yeah, I'll go with the over on the LA. Dude, they're strong. They're so strong. And their lineup is tough, one to eight. Yeah. Well, yeah. one to nine now, I guess. Uh, Over on the Dodgers for sure. All right. Here comes the, the one that I have been aching and baking for. I've made many comments on this. The Kansas City Royals are going to win it all this year, guys. Well, Kansas City is at under over 24, by the way. Yeah, I know. It's Thank bad. you, Enzo. I couldn't remember it's Paxton's bad. name. It's bad. Paxton Lint or James Paxton. James Paxton is the one that uh, had the the sports hernia. Surgery. Yeah. But the uh, the Royals are listed at twenty four wins for the year. Yeah, I know we're not going to do that great. They're not officially the worst team on here though, because Detroit's at twenty one and a half. Thank God. At Baltimore are twenty and a half. The Houston Astros. The cheating Houston Astros under over thirty six. Are they calling? Are they? Uh, are they cheating? Or are they playing fair? Well, we could divvy up this conversation in two ways. The revenge theory, meaning that they're going to want to plunk a lot of people mm. on the Astros, but why give up the extra base, which could turn into yeah. a huge inning? Every game is going to matter. 
I think so too. And everybody's got Houston's head it, number on their head because uh, they've they've already got their number because like oh you guys fucking cheated, neat. Uh, so I mean I think everybody's going to try to go after him and go after him as hard as they can. Um, Which sucks now though is that teams that the Astros played in the National League are not going to be able to play against them. Mm-hmm. The Yankees are not going to be able to play against them. The Red Sox are not going to be able to play against them because they're stuck in the Central. Um, May not mean as much to people in the division as it does outside of the division. Yeah, I'm going to go with the under. I'm, 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 I'm going with the the huge under with the the Astros. I, I really, after last year and the whole scandal, yeah, uh, I think those guys are, because everybody's going to be watching them way more. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go the under on that one. Okay, let's go to the World Series champions. The Washington Nationals. Mind you, this is not updated after today's news of no Ryan Zimmerman for the season. Yeah. They have them listed officially at 34 games. Mm. I think that might be, like, spot on for them. Even without Zimmerman, I think they're still a pretty strong ball club. Uh well, also take it to I, the I, fact now that they don't have Anthony Rendon to fucking back them up anymore. Yeah, but I still think they're a pretty solid ball club. I, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with uh, even on that one. Can I can I say even at an even 34 games? Yeah, I don't see I think why not. even 34. I think they'll do it at even 34. I think I got like two or three more teams on this list that we can go over. All right. I'm going to start with the Philadelphia Phillies. What are they? What's their odds? Or what's 30, their under over? 32 under over. Remember, you have the you, cry, know, you have the crybaby right fielder uh, Bryce Harper there. Yeah, but. They overpaid, know, for, they overpaid for Zach Wheeler. Yeah. Because I don't think Zach Wheeler is going to be that great on, on Philly. Hmm. I think I'm going to go with the under on Philly. I probably would too. Yeah. My only reasoning about this is, is I don't think the odds makers that put this list together, okay? Take into account that it's not just the divisional people, yeah. the teams that they're playing. It's the teams in other divisions that they got to play. Yeah, and they really don't have anything to go on, really, because this is the weirdest season ever. No, but if, if you, if you kind of look at it, the NL East is, again, I think that's probably where they slate it. It's probably the toughest division in baseball. Yeah. You've got Philly. You've got Atlanta. You've got Washington. 
okay? The Mets, and the only pushover team in that division is probably going to be the Marlins, who are rated at 25 wins for the season, by the way. The over is at a plus 100. Then watch, you go to the watch him, watch him, watch him kill this year. Then you go to the AL, and you have the Yankees, you have the Red Sox, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, Jesus, and the Toronto Blue Jays. So you have a, you pretty much will have a big roundhouse fight. Yeah, with eight teams that you have to play inside of a sixty-game schedule. All of them have pretty much great pitching staffs. Lineups galore. Mm-hmm. I think the only differences is going to be is going to be bullpens. I think that's going to be the big issue. But when you put the Nationals there, the Phillies, I'm even going to say this because the Mets are even listed there too. Yeah. The Mets are listed at 33 wins. Now, mind you, all of the teams that I just mentioned, 33 wins under over for the New York Metropolitans. I'm going to go with the under on the Mets. I would definitely go with the under on the Mets. I don't know. I mean, I know it's your team, buddy, and I'm sorry. But uh, I, don't, I don't see it. I don't see it there. But I could be wrong. I mean, I'm never been. I'm not going to say that I'm 100 percent right, but I, I don't see it. I I give them 30 wins. I, the only way I could say any of these teams really benefit, okay, is a the National League has a DH now. Yeah. Okay. And that's going to be the thing. Like, and, and you're right. Like, like these numbers are kind of like bogus because. And we don't know what it's got. Like, yeah, a week before the season starts, that's when we'll know how they play in, uh, how they play in the off season or you know the summer training. I I, I think this is the I, I think the the advantage to a lot of the National League teams, and you look at they some of them like the they get an extra hitter in their lineup. You don't, and and I have to kind of say this maybe Philly. The Braves, the Mets, St. Louis, the Nationals, the Brewers. I think the and it's extremely a bigger advantage for the Dodgers because their lineup uh, before the DH one to eight is is sick. Now you're mm-hmm. interested in getting another power bat in for them. Yeah, I think the extra bat makes the difference. The extra bat is going to make the difference. No matter what team it is throughout the National League, I'd say maybe, and it's not a, a term that I like to use, the wins above replacement. You're adding in a solid like 270, 290 hitter into an, an extra spot in the lineup. That's probably going to give you maybe three or four extra wins. Yeah. You know, so no sin and Enzo uh, uh, said no center guard, no Wheeler. So there's that too. See, I think that I think I think that's the biggest difference out of all of it. I and that's the thing is like I don't know what I mean. I, and all this stuff that we're talking about is just speculation because we don't know which players are going to opt out and which aren't. And I mean, we know we we, we know a few. 
But that's just when the la- within the last couple of days, like uh, who knows who we're going to be watching. They might call kids up from the minor clubs because they don't have a they don't have a uh, staff. But to me, though, like I like I said, I'll, I will be back on this topic in a few weeks after we exactly see what the season brings. Yeah. Or the summer training brings, but. Uh, these odds are also via DraftKings.com. Yeah. And DraftKings has been, as of late, on point with a lot of numbers. Now, these aren't the official Vegas numbers because nobody in their right mind is going to put money out yet. Yeah, Vegas doesn't have a line yet. If you don't have the analytics for it, you're not doing it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But that's pretty much our show, man. Like I, that is our show. I mean, that's like. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen, baseball starts on Wednesday, and we'll see where it goes. I mean, it's all up in the air. They could call the league tomorrow. I mean, but as as of right now, sports are coming back. Uh, at least American sports, other than you know, like NASCAR, which. Again, which it's, I give them a lot of props for yeah, being I give one a of lot the of innovators props. to get them back. Uh, but, you know, what were... Uh, Mets announced uh, one player tested positive for the worldwide bastard, no name yet. And that's another factor that, I mean... I think it's going to be interesting. It could be a shit show of a season, but we don't. I don't know. I, I really don't like. I, in light of what all is going on, I, I I don't know where this is going to end up. And I mean, I think the uh, I think uh, Major League Baseball is going to pave the way for the other sports. Uh, I know MLS is that uh, they're they're looking at can you know maybe postponing the season even more or even canceling the entire thing. Um, football seems to be going on as according to plan, but we don't know about, you know, I think they're waiting to see what the MLB does. See, now we, we went over those numbers. It's now not just Ryan Zimmerman for the Nationals. It's Joe Ross as well, not playing for the Nationals. That's a big, big pitcher and a big hitter out of their lineup. So those numbers yeah. are obviously going to still change. I'd say day to day. Yeah. Thanks, Enzo, for popping on. I appreciate it, man. Enzo, it's great talking to you again, buddy. Enzo is one of the contributors to Horsehide to Cowhide on Spreaker.com. The only thing that that has not gotten on was iHeart, but it's on almost every major platform. Who listens to iHeart anyways? He checks it. I'll put it this way. He checks out a lot of info throughout the season for us. So even football season. All right, true, man. Well, I mean, Ricky, it's been a it's been a pleasure, man. It's been back uh, great to get back on the air again. I mean, I know I've been going to uh, you know the move and whatnot, and obviously the worldwide bastard, but it's good to get back online. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's a privilege to be on Horsehide to Cowhide. Yes, which will be uh, well. We're airing the new show on Sunday, July fifth. As the new, it will be the newest episode. Uh, we just released the. Fourth episode of the show yesterday on June 28th. It is an amazing show, fun-filled, historical baseball, top to bottom. 
like I said, uh, Enzo is one of the contributors. Uh, shout out to Mark Braverman, Joey Drzinka, Bobby Guarente. Uh, Joey and Bobby are both uh, working with I-95 Sports Network. But And r- right after this, you guys got to join Rex on Motley Mondays, a personal favorite of mine uh, on Spreaker. It's H- it's www.spreaker.com slash show slash Motley Mondays. Uh, my- Motley hyphen Mondays. Uh, check it out for some good old-fashioned hair metal. In the meantime, uh, we have Motley Mondays coming up. We have Pipe Bomb Radio tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday will be off. The schedule for the rest of the week is Patriot Pipe Bomb Thursday, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. YouTube, Twitch, Blackjack TV, and Facebook. Double play this week of Flashback Fridays. We have one on Friday. And we have one on Saturday for 4th of July weekend. So we'll be rolling out radio all over the place. Content. Tons of content. And we love to give out the content. Absolutely. On behalf of the... uh, I'm going to kind of totally mess up this ending, but... On behalf of the Worldwide Bastard, which gave us this whole issue, and my co-host, Alex Aldape, back in the saddle again. Back in the saddle. I'm Ricky. That's Pipe Bomb Radio. This is how you do a sports radio show. And we will catch catch you guys soon. Later, guys. Take care.